0: Welcome to The Curriculum, a podcast by Cornerstones Education. Here we discuss all things curriculum, plus leadership issues, teaching tips, and much, much more. Hello, I'm your host Caroline Pudner and today's podcast comes from the Royal School Wolverhampton where I had the great pleasure of talking to the inspirational head of primary Mark Mitchell about his school's curriculum journey. I do hope you enjoy our conversation. Good morning, Mark. Hello. Thank you for inviting us in today. We're actually here for Cornerstones in Action Day, which my colleague Nicola is doing later on, and you've very kindly given me some time to talk to you for this podcast. So I I wonder first, because it's a very particular school, it's a beautiful setting, beautiful grounds. You've got secondary here, you've got obviously the primary. Could you maybe tell the listeners a little bit about the school?
1: Yep. So the Royal School was begun in 1850 as an orphanage, and it is a through school, so we have children from reception through to year 13 and the school converted to be a free school three years ago. Right. So it was previously an independent school but Wolverhampton had a need for school places. We have incredible grounds, amazing facilities here which mm. we wanted to open up mm. and to give opportunities for a broader range of children to experience. So we became a free school back in 2016, yeah, and so since that point, um, I joined the school um, just prior to that point, and so we've been reshaping, redesigning the curriculum since then because there was significant growth in the school. So over the whole school, we've grown by over a thousand pupils since that
0: Goodness time. Goodness me. And has the setting coped with that in terms of the space? And yes,
1: yes. I mean, we always had significant grounds. We've got a lot of building work to do, which we're in process of. But uh, yes, that, that in due course will sort of catch up with our, yeah. with our growth. So but a really exciting time for the school.
0: Yes, it seems that there's a real buzz around, even though I've only been here for a few moments. I've had a lovely welcome by the pupils here and I've seen the pool that you've got. I mean, that's is that open to the public as well? Yeah,
1: so the swimming pool, we have a Learn to Swim programme um, that is uh, running with around about 1,500 pupils every week Mm. from the local community. It's the biggest Learn to Swim programme in the country. And so they come in and use that facility, as well as the children here swimming every week. So our children from reception right through to... Six have the opportunity to swim. Um, Then, obviously, facilities like we're looking at over the AstroTurf, um, they're used extensively by the community in partnership with local hockey clubs, and we have facilities all around the place where where we really feel that our place is to be here for the good not only of the pupils, Mm. but for the community. And we have 110 boarders who live on site, so obviously these facilities are used 24-7, throughout the year Mm -hmm. for them. They come from uh, over 20 different countries around Europe. Oh my goodness. um, As well as a significant number from the UK. Um, And part of that boarding team is an elite swim team. So our elite swimmers, Will be in the pool at five o'clock in the morning every <laughs> As day. As you have to be, don't you? Yeah. As you have to be, yeah. um, uh, And then doing their day at school and right. then back in the pool after school. So yes, it's a it's a very busy and thriving place.
0: And multicultural, by the sounds of it, you've got a if you've got that diversity of intake, it's, yeah. uh, And the borders adds a lot of interest to the school and to the pupils Absolutely. to make, get to know and, each other.
1: Absolutely, uh, good for good for language learning. Yes. Uh, you're <laughs> never short of a of a friend who can help you out with your French homework. Yeah. Uh, or Spanish, uh, or many other languages, for that
0: matter. Right, lovely. Well, so very vibrant school, and you're a what we call a moving head. You've had cornerstones in schools before, in one school before in Solihull. And you decided to implement it here at the Royal School in the primary. Why did you decide to to bring it here?
1: My experience at my previous school, um, Langley Primary in Solihull, was one that was firstly very positive in terms of the relationship with Cornerstones as an organisation. Always found that they were very responsive, just in the little things that there were other people on the end of the phone that I could always pick up a phone and talk to. And when we'd re-evaluated in 2014 uh, which way we wanted to go at that school with the curriculum it seemed like it was both flexible and rigorous and we needed both at that point in the journey of that school and so what i saw there was teachers really re-engaging and being reinvigorated with a passion for learning because they were enjoying the material that they were delivering. There was an awful lot of work that was done for them. So we didn't have to reinvent wheels and their time could be really focused on making a difference for the children. So having seen that kind of transformation in a school that had come from being in special measures to a judgement of good mm. and uh, Cornerstones was a part of that journey, it seemed that when I arrived here and the curriculum was maybe not so well developed, it was... A relatively small one-form entry primary school that actually as we grew it was really important that we had that rigor Mm. we had consistency across the classes and we knew that the national curriculum was being covered but in a really dynamic and engaging way I guess the other part for me is that it really fits well with our values here so we have uh, five school values one of those is risk taking Mm. and so the curriculum gives us plenty of opportunity to do all sorts of creative things think outside the box and we want to encourage the children to do that so moving here as a head really it was one of my first priorities to say I know that this works I know it delivers for children I know it makes a difference to the workload of staff so uh, that was really where I was coming from when I arrived.
0: That's wonderful to hear that Mark so thank you for that and I'm so glad it's impacted on the engagement not just of the teachers mm. but I was going to ask about the children you know in terms of their engagement and the impacts that you've seen already how long have you had cornerstones now we've been running hey, with the curriculum said, for three years three this, years, is, this yeah. is our third year yeah.
1: our third time through and I would say that engagement is off the chart children are really becoming independent owning things and and taking things to a whole new level so Mm -hmm. a lot of our homework projects are just that we use that as an opportunity for parents to really engage with their children in a rich conversation and creating artifacts relating to Mm -hmm. the curriculum some of the things that I've seen children do with with parental help um, have been astonishing for example I had a fairly life-size harp in my office at one of my children in year four, had <laughs> oh, decided play- to go home and create with oh, their parents. Uh, we was had- that
0: Playlist? For play- uh, that's right, for Playlist. Project, um,
1: yeah. We had um, Icarus Wings for the Gods and Mortals oh, unit, goodness. which came in all shapes and sizes, and the children wore with great pride to school. Their, their programs some made with real feathers, some made with moving parts, and they're now on display up in the corridor. It's just given a whole new impetus to them, and I think they really see that there's a purpose to it. And unlike previously, where perhaps learning was something that we held back and we uh, sort of said, Well, we, we will let you know when you're ready to know that. I think it's really helped to take the limits off and to allow the children to say, We can take this as far as you want. And they love that freedom, that sense of adventure. And I think just the way that we've structured that, so moving our curriculum experiences to the beginning of units of work. Yeah. So if we go to do a visit or we have visitors into school, that always comes at the start in terms of engagement mm-hmm. um, and making sure that they're really enthused about that. Then our job becomes quite easy because then we're really following their lead in terms of their learning journey.
0: That's great to hear because that whole pedagogy Mm. that Cornerstones works on is that premise that the beginning is crucial for engaging children that's why we call it the engaged stage so it's wonderful to hear it having that impact Mm. and getting children hooked but also like you alluded to there it's, it's children really feeling the possibilities of a topic of a project that it's not a closed book that the curriculum should be about broadening horizons and sort of getting children sparked up and then you get the knowledge and the the skills development don't you have you seen that in your experience have you seen the skills and the knowledge of the children develop as the topics have gone on yes
1: and I think more importantly or or as important is their retention of that knowledge Ah, okay so they will talk avidly about units that they did last year or the year before in a level of depth I think that probably previously they they wouldn't have been able to. So yeah, they they undoubtedly have learnt the knowledge elements, but it's rich and okay. it's not I think the the feeling was very much around the 2014 curriculum review that this could become very dry yeah, and it could become very, well, you, you now know the facts. I think uh, Cornerstones has given us an opportunity to actually bring it more to life. Uh, and One of the interesting offshoots of that has been that, for example, the Year 2 unit relating to the Great Fire of London, mm-hmm. I've seen almost two-thirds of my Year 2 children then visit London the following holiday with their families, families. Now for me that speaks of a high level of engagement, interest and independence that simply didn't happen before mm. so there must be something distinctive and and therefore better going on for my money
0: yeah so deeper that's and, and I think when children learn something and then want to be the guide it's like the way we're supposed to learn best isn't it where you're then the teacher of that knowledge so yeah. I can imagine those children explaining to their parents what happened and, absolutely and that's exactly what you said that's your goal isn't it for them to own it really that is really very b- much so, very brilliant much so, yeah. to hear yeah. that Mark You've obviously moved, you've had it in two settings now. Is there any advice you'd give to other senior leaders who are listening, who are considering Cornerstones or, I suppose, another package, but if you're looking at Cornerstones, what advice would you give them when, say, they've just bought or they're thinking about it, you know, for how to set it up in school?
1: I think it's really important to give the staff time to plan. So in both schools, in the first year of delivery we created specific additional planning time mm. prior to the beginning of every unit so that colleagues had an opportunity to get their head around the approach it can't be just simply about different material to deliver it's understanding like you say the pedagogy yeah and they do need time to do that mm. so we had to think creatively about how we made those opportunities but having done that then Seem that they've really understood what it's going on about, what each unit is focusing on and how to draw that out. Um, and then we've been able to build on that in subsequent years. So I think it, it, you get most out of it when you give a little bit more at the front end yeah. and, and, and invest into it and give teachers the opportunity to do that. Um, I, I think the the other thing that I would probably say is... Look at what your teachers are naturally enthusiastic about, yeah, so for example, one of my year six teachers currently taught for four years in Mexico now we hadn 't previously done the hola Mexico unit, coming into year six as he has done this year, he sort of looked through and said, "Can we do this? Well, we have an expert here. Mm. why wouldn 't we do that and so he 's loving that because it 's getting him giving him the opportunity to sort of relive a part of his life and share that with his children, which he's going to do in a more passionate way. Of course. Uh, so we, we all win. And I think giving the time and opportunity for teachers to be able to select from the range of, of, of units available and say, which ones really appeal to you, yeah. already engages them more in curriculum design. Yeah. And then obviously there's all of the, the tools that sit behind that and Cornerstone's enabling us to map the curriculum out, make sure that we've covered all that we need to and plan in for the gaps for subject leaders and and such like to do. So, Mm. yeah, that's that's been a really important factor for for me too. Right,
0: that's lovely. That's some good tips there. I like the idea of staff expertise and passion and also what you said about putting the time in at the beginning and obviously I've got Nicola who's who's nearest our colleague who, with the other group of staff at Cornerstones who really Mm. support in school, I won't ask you to talk about Nicola because she's there. (laughs) she might get embarrassed but but we really do want to help schools set themselves up at the beginning and Mm. make it their own that's the whole idea is you've aligned it to your ethos and values and then you've also aligned it to like you were saying the right the topics that you want to teach and also dedicated that time at the beginning for initial setup and then I'd be interested to know what you think about the workload after that because obviously it's resourced and the projects are mapped out so do you think it has had an effect on because that's our aim is to reduce workload ultimately
1: yeah I mean undoubtedly in terms of just what work has already been done for us that's fantastic and for me as a leader to have the surety that coverage is there uh, the rigour is there and Mm. I can evidence that literally at the click of a button, is a huge piece of work, actually, that's already done for me. Then for my subject leaders to be able to do the same and to see where they can expect to see particular coverage, so when they're doing work scrutinies, they know where to go, what to look for, it enables us to use our time, which is obviously of a premium, more effectively in the various roles that we have, And I'd actually say for the teachers, I think, yes, initially there is an investment of time to be made in the planning. But once that's given, now, three years in, the teachers are really starting to pull the planning documentation apart because they know it a bit better and put it back together in an order that will work for them. Mm and their children. And so I think it just feels different as well when it's something that you know delivers rather than a dry piece of paper that I have to try and read and I have to try and remember. It, it's just not like that. And so for me, I, I love that sense of uh, ability for us to make it our own whilst ensuring that we have what we need to mm-hmm. have. So it's, it's as though the hard work's done really.
0: Oh, that's great to hear that. And I mean, the, the thing with us is we add new projects mm. we, we keep it vibrant and it's moving online so in the future you'll be seeing yeah different projects different materials resources we add all the time as mm. well so hopefully it keeps it live for you and and it's nice for people listening i think who who maybe have just started with cornerstones to hear ahead talking about about it a few years on, about how you, as a as school, can start adapting things, and that 's music so, yeah. to our ears that 's the whole idea of it and we don 't know your children you you 're the expert, so it 's fitting it around your setting and yeah. your need. Thanks, Mark. I mean, we're coming to the end of the podcast now and I'm really grateful for your time. You're having the uh, Cornerstones in Action Awareness Day mm. here, but for anyone who wants to find out more about your school, where, where could they look to find out about the Royal?
1: Um, first port of call would be our website. There aren't many Royal School Wolverhamptons, so no.
0: <laughs> we're, we're,
1: we're easy to track down. And uh, so have a look there. We're obviously a very warmly welcoming people today to, to come and... Both look at cornerstones, but see what it looks like in action. Yes. Every school will interpret that differently. I don't think we've got it right. We're doing what we think is right for us mm. here. but um, You're doing it one
0: that, way, aren't yeah, you? A- a- abso- you?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the opportunity to discuss with others what, how they're using it as well is something yeah. valuable for us. So, yeah, uh, go and look at the website. Go and have a look at some of our uh, YouTube Clips. The uh, the filmmaking club have uh, gone to town a little bit on some of the things that we've done on Cornerstone. So there might be some things of interest uh, on our school's YouTube channel. Oh, fantastic! And, and of course, I guess there may be repeat days that we host here, like today. So uh, yeah. people will be very welcome to visit.
0: Oh well, thank you ever so much, uh, Mark, for your time it's okay. and uh, yeah, thanks for joining me. So there we have it, my conversation with Mark Mitchell from the Royal School Wolverhampton. I really hope you found that inspirational for your own curriculum journeys. And we'll put all the links mentioned underneath the podcast description on our website. So do take a look there. Now, we have two more fascinating installments in this series where I talk to two other school leaders about their unique experiences with the curriculum. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss those as well. And um, I'd just like to say a really heartfelt thank you to all our listeners out there. Because from humble beginnings, we have literally reached thousands of listeners across the UK and beyond. Um, so, you know, we're we're really humbled by that. And uh, I wondered if uh, if you like the podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review or a star rating. That will really help this podcast reach an even wider audience. Uh, there are head teachers and teachers who may well like you want to keep up to date with curriculum news. Um, or just join in with a conversation and hear how other senior leaders are doing their curriculum. So thank you once again for listening to the Curriculum Podcast and until next time, goodbye.